Welcome back to the Dragon's Lair. This week is episode number seven, and we are going to be recapping the games against Mount Lawley, as well as looking forward to this week's fixtures against Joondalup. Um, we will have two guests on the show this week, which is something a bit different. So we've got Lachlan Lake and Luke Holt. I'm Ellis Cassidy, and today I'm joined as ever by Liam Hindle and Cameron Becker. Boys, how are we going? Good, mate. Pleasure as always to be here, pal. Excellent. All right. So as, as ever, I suppose we will start with the... No, we won't because it says intro apologies for last week. Yeah, I believe uh, there was a couple of things that we had to tick off before we got into the recap. Um, Ellis will, um, through the power of editing, we'll chuck in a little bit of a clip from last week's right now. Exactly, mate. It's like I always say, don't training, mate. You're going to have more bad days than good days. So when you make runs, you've got to soak it up because the next one could be a duck. Uh, I actually jokingly, I jokingly mentioned that as my prediction for you this week, um, Christian, if you were to go up into the twos or if you stay in the threes, I reckon you get a duck. So uh, last year in the ones, it was actually a tie between us and Mount Lawley. And uh, obviously we had one last week, so we're hoping to not repeat that again. So Ellis, did you want to uh, say something to our viewers and potentially our club for what happened this weekend? Yeah, I do, Cameron. I, you know, I've felt really bad since uh, since the weekend's games and haven't been able to sleep since. Um, more to do with probably the cats losing than the actual cricket, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, no, I suppose a formal apology is probably owed by myself um, to not only not only Christian uh, for obviously I, I mentioned last week that he'll probably get a duck after after his outstanding performance. Um, two rounds ago now and he did proceed to get that duck so christian from the bottom of my heart i'm extremely sorry mate um but also you know these things happen and as we've spoken about that's the highs and lows of cricket welcome back um and also to our uh to our first grade side as well i I think i mentioned something about it'd be a shame if they had another draw or something along those lines Um, as we as we heard we inserted the snippet but so yeah i've I've well and truly done the moser on on not only Christian, but yeah, the whole first grade side. So that is my apology over. And Liam, I think you've got some apologising to do, mate. Well done, Cass. That was really brave of you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Your <clears> turn out, mate. Yeah, mine's pretty short and sweet. Um, those of you who listened to the podcast when it was first released um, would know that I cooked it a little bit. So just want to apologise from the bottom of my heart that um, I was just trying to get through it a bit quicker. You know, it takes a good couple of hours, especially with that longer one. Um, but yeah. Just like to apologise and we'll try and go bigger and better this week. It takes big men to admit when you're wrong, fellas. I really appreciate that from you too. So recapping this week's games, uh, we faced Mount Lawley and in the first grade fixtures, we were at the home of cricket at Barrandar Park. So in the ones, I shall recap. So again, I wasn't there this week as I'm still out injured, as we all know, but um, I chose to watch, um, as, I, as I'm sure our listeners would know, I chose to watch my beloved cats um, unfortunately go down uh, in the grand final, but we move on. Do you regret the choice having missed an amazing tie on Burundar 1 again? Um, well, seeing as I was part of the tie uh, last year, not really. It's not a, not a nice feeling to tie, but, you know, these things happen and, and very much against the odds that happen again, so... Um, yeah, as you mentioned, the one's tied again, so it was 188 apiece. Um, we made a good start both batting and bowling. Um, we had them five for 80, and then um, they, thanks to some late order, uh, sorry, some late, yeah, some late order hitting, uh, managed to get to 188. So 
pretty good job from Mount Lawley. Um, and then our in our bowling innings, um, again, as I said, we started off pretty well. We had um, Brett Bailey and Wahi Guru, Dylan, getting three wickets and two wickets, respectively. Um, so, And we had a pretty steady day um, with the bat. So Bonnie made another 40 and Prad made 57. Um, but we just managed to fall... Well, we didn't fall short, really. We fell exactly the same way that they did um, at 188 apiece. So. Stumbled on the line. Yeah, I don't really know that there's much else to go through there other than I suppose it, it was unlucky and it was and it was lucky to get some points out of it at all. So, yeah. Yeah, I heard it, I heard it was a very good final over from the <clears throat> from the bowler who was bowling at apparently six Yorkers. So, yeah. sometimes, obviously, you, you, you don't want to be drawing games, but sometimes it's the best you can do. And if the, he's bowling six Yorkers, then you've probably done pretty well to get six runs out of it. So... All right, so joining us today for their debut on the Dragon's Lair podcast and to go through the second grade uh, round on the weekend, we have Luke Holt and Lachlan Lake. Boys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. No, no worries. Thanks for being here. So I think Liam's going to run us through the twos and then we'll have a, have a little bit of a chat to you two. So go for it, Liam. So the twos had a win, first win of the season. We won the toss and batted finally on a very, very flat Mount Lawley wicket. Um, we made 287, Lachlan Lake with 120, second, second grade 100, Kyle Walsh with 67, um, they were in a 100 run partnership at the top of the order, you opening the batting. You as well, didn't you, Liam? Oh, I'll get there, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> uh, and then there was a little collapse, I was, um, one of my kids that I coached from Perth came up to me when we're none for, and he sort of said, well, me and my dad are sticking around for 20 minutes like do you reckon you'll get a bat and I was like oh we're none we're none down I'm batting at five probably won't get a bat Nick Geiser turns to me and goes give it 10 minutes <laughs> within five minutes I was in having to rush and get all my stuff together um so yeah that was a bit of a bit of a blip in the in the in the batting innings but me and Lakey batted batted for a while I felt like batted really well together turned the strike over in the middle orders um, and we made a 100-run partnership. Lakey obviously getting the 120. I'm sure we'll talk about it before, but he batted very, very well. Thank you. Um, there was a fair bit of chat from the fours ground uh, when we were sitting there out in the field and then hearing bang, 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 lots of whooping and hollering, and the, yep. the same old dragons happening. So it was nice to see a bit of a partnership after that, actually. Yeah, you know, me, me and Lakey are pretty, are pretty strong like that. So bang, Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> no, was good fun. And, yeah, 200s, and I was there for both of them. So, yeah, that, that's great from us. A lucky charm. Yeah. Um, so after me and Lakey got out, there was a bit of lower order hitting from our other guest, uh, Luke Holt here, a little smirk in his face. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he's made a bit of a name himself with the bat this year. He's been going really well. So The all-rounder. Mm, true all-rounder the these days. Yeah. Uh, and so we made 287, as I said. Um, we bowled really tightly at the start of our innings, um, kept them under pressure. Our first 10 overs was sort of textbook, um, defending a big score, Dot balls, a lot of dot balls at the first 10 overs, um, a great run out from Josh Cuser at mid-on. And then we just sort of just not went through the motions, but just sort of did everything right from there on. Uh, Nick Geiser bowled very well at the start. I'm not sure if he, he might have got one wicket. Josh no, Cuser. None for 21 off 10. Yep. yep. Classic goat action. Yeah, mm-hmm. the goat did what he does. First game back as well, we should mention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did Slightly you see yeah. the tantrum that blood through? Did you see the tangent that bloke through? Yeah. After, when he got out? When yeah. Hughes ran him out? Yeah, that was um that was incredible. Um that I was at the hear, highest standard. I didn't standard. see the wicket. What how did it happen? Because I was around the back and it, it was a serious celebration for the boys. Yeah. As I said, it was textbook. So we had the hit that guy was going hard and his mate was sort of going a bit slow and we just built pressure, built pressure, and the bloke who was going slow just tap one to mid on, Josh Cuser pick up, 
um, keepers end just just ran him out. It, I wasn't there. Like I was at uh, midwicket, so I couldn't really see. <laughs> was it was very close. Field, I, I was at point. So what actually happened was um, he was in, but his bat was in the air. Oh, the classic! And he thought he was in, so he just absolutely just okay. I must admit, when I saw when I saw Josh Hughes got the run out, I had a I had a feeling it might have been like a man cat or something coming from him. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't put it past him. Um, yeah, so it was a great run out from him, and then yeah, we just controlled the game from there. Josh Hughes got two for forty one. Took a couple of wickets at the end. And our other guest, Luke Holt, took five for 48. Is that your first first seniors fifer, I believe? It is my first seniors fifer. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Congrats, thank you, thank yep. you. Um, yeah, as we said last week in the second grade, you bowled really, really well and, and didn't get a wicket, so it's good that you got the reward this week. Um, yeah, so that's all the formalities sort of out of the way there. So now we'll, we'll have a little chat to our guests. We'll start with you, Lakey. So the 18th, big 18th birthday on the Thursday, yeah. mate. Well done. Thank you. Yep. Um, Did you go out Thursday or Friday night, Lachlan? Um, Thursday night I went out. It was a bit of a strange birthday for me because all morning I had doctor's appointments. <laughs> and then I had to go to school and do a valedictory rehearsal, which wasn't very fun. But um, went out after training, after oh, yeah. cricket training, and spent the night with my amazing schoolmates, which oh, is really good. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, good. Where did you go? What location, mate? Um, we, I think... I don't really remember that night, to be honest. Beautiful. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Uh, we, I stayed at um, my friend Gabby's house. Oh, nice. Stayed there overnight. Nice. So, obviously, uh, off school at the moment? Yep. yep. Finished school. Beautiful. Valedictory was on wow. Sunday. Fantastic. Really happy with that. Huge. Congratulations, mate. Thank you, Very good. Huge. Appreciate it. Big weekend for you then. End of school, turn 18, make a ton. Yeah, I'm absolutely knackered. I'm <laughs> so tired. Did you go on a Saturday night, mate, after the ton? No, I slept. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> there was a bit of talk about that, but he sort of said, yeah, I haven't yeah. been home for... Um, for my f- with my family yet for my birthday. I'm so like, it's just, yeah, just enough, no right. attempt at the triple C. I had no, no interest. That's <laughs> two failures from two times. Yeah, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, so 120 mates, as we said, second, second, second grade 100. Um, how did you feel um, going into the game? Um, to be honest, I before I went out, went out to bat, I said to um, DC and John, I told them, I, I don't care whether I get a duck or a 100. I just want to win this game of cricket. Love that. So I went out there, well, got the 100, was really happy with it. And yeah, just good days of cricket all yeah, around. That's huge. And, that, and that's something I think has come in um, a lot this year, just um, the we not me um, sort of mentality. Shane, I think Shane talked about it when, he, when we had him on. I yep. so, yeah. yeah, I think he coined the term. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so that's something that, yeah, obviously been bringing in. Had a good few good exponents of that in the lower grades. Uh, Harry Griggs and Brady Gray yeah. playing games, winning games, exactly. not doing much. Yeah, and I think especially for the twos, because obviously me and you played a lot last year in a really successful team and sort of we're really used to winning. So yeah. coming in for the first, losing the first three games was a bit of a, bit of a shock to us. Um, Holti, obviously you played a little bit last year as well. So yeah, I, I was definitely in the mindset as well. I just wanted to win that game so so yeah. bad, and it just made the the celebrations after we were all all so so happy that we won. And it was it was yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, um, what was your best shot of the day? Oh, let's see. <laughs> Too many, mate. You can't remember. Yeah, the, I, the six to the long boundary was quite good to watch. Before yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I, got, all that. I yeah. got all of that. Well, you did two and one over, didn't you? So two that in, two in a row, I think. Oh, Um Yeah, so they had this off spinner that was sort of angling him in, 
um, just getting through the middle overs and Lakey just taps him for two slog sweeps over Ford Square and you were getting sprayed for it. I couldn't believe it. The whole innings I was getting sprayed. Was How it was the worst looking hundred that the keeper's ever seen before. <laughs> ridiculous. And man. it was the keeper that actually got run out in the end yeah. by not sliding his bat so yeah. it was just even more fitting. It was, it was at the point where it was just funny. Like we could just block yeah. it out because yeah. it was just ridiculous yeah. that they were giving you for that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, couldn't quite get the job done with the ball, though, Lucky. Obviously, Luke over here has a bit of all-round prowess. Do you see yourself getting a trundle at any stage? Or? Um, I had a few overs last year in twos, didn't I? Did uh, you? Oh against my. Mount Lully, actually, oh, when we lost really? out. Right? Mm, okay. I got two oh, overs yeah. or something like that. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. yeah some okay. offies. Yeah, Gleso bowled as well. Yeah, I was a bit, I think I was a bit <laughs> stiff not to bowl on the weekend, really. We're talking about how... Um, we're talking to Darcy after the game, and I was saying to him how, how it's nice that his captain actually backs him in the bowl. And DC was right there, so he had a little chuckle. I should have, I should have a fourth grade wicket. Boise, back in the day, bowled me in the fours. Bowled me in the fours, and literally his only reasoning was for me to bowl that I can get through the overs quickly. Yeah. And, I, and I've just been keep, like, kept for the last four years, hadn't even really bowled in the nets. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, this we'll, was we'll in a team where Boise's overs would have averaged about 90 seconds per over yep. for his entire yep. career, yep. and yet threw you the ball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got a one skied, and then he dropped it, so... Career bowling highlight there, having a catch dropped off you in fours five years yeah. ago. <laughs> and in and in under seventeen, I got a, a, an edge through first slip and keeper. So just by the by the way, the we not me policy clearly doesn't apply to the Dragons <laughs> Lair podcast. <laughs> when when it comes about to keep bowling, mate, I it doesn't matter. I just want a wicket. I just want a wicket. No, but uh, very well done on the weekend, Lachlan. Thank you. Uh, Impressive stuff from a youngster like yourself, freshly eighteen, and hopefully we get to see it a few more times this year. Thank you. Hopefully. And our next guest, Holty, our, not next guest, our other guest, Holty5448, mate. Congratulations. Um, first seniors fifer. Um, how, how'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, come on. Um, first change, I think. Um, that left-hander in, that bloke that was pretty slow. Um, and... Nick Guys was absolutely ripping into him the whole, oh, whole yeah. his whole that was, spell. That was some great. It yeah, was yeah. so funny. Um, and then to end up getting him, having him sky one to short fine leg, and have Nick Guys come and <laughs> give him a few words of advice on the way <laughs> off. Just just mm-hmm. started off well. Not that we condone that here on the podcast, obviously. Thanks, <laughs> you've given that many people sprays, mate. <laughs> it, was, it was great from him, literally. He comes in, in his first over of bowling since he played all season and just spraying this kid. It was, it was, it was good. Classic goat things. Mm. Obviously, yeah. I, I didn't actually see this before, Holty, but you managed to hit a big bomb as well on Saturday. I did hit a bomb. You hit a bomb? I did. Yeah. Talk us through. Full bunger. Um, stiff not to be a no-ball, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the short boundary, backward a square. Just flicked it, helped it on its way. I like it. Oh, you've been listening to the podcast, mate. You should know from now that when you tell stories on this podcast, you say, oh, it's an absolute, it's, it was an absolute seed and yeah. I've hit it, whacked it over the long <laughs> boundary. And, swinging away, cleared the front leg. And the 20,000 people stood and applauded. <laughs> well, the keeper was chirped me a little bit oh. beforehand, so he <laughs> was, um, he told me I should just focus on trying to middle one and cut the balls later, hit one for six, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, you turned seventeen on on uh, on Thursday. So not quite at the eighteen yet, but you you sort of you're getting there. Um, sort of how how was your how's your birthday celebrations? <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, had the family over on Friday. Um, couldn't be Thursday because cricket training takes priority oh, in the whole household. Absolutely. Um, did you put the podcast on at the dinner table on, th- on Friday night? <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Well I actually. Um, 
walked out of class in th- on Thursday to go to the toilet just to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear I was going to say, as a school teacher, I actually I do condone that behaviour. <laughs> what well the Holts are the Holts are number one fans. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, do you enjoy your you enjoy your shout out last week? I did. Yeah, Kat, yeah, Caitlin yeah said sister, my it. sister actually um, told me to go and listen to it, and <laughs> she was the one that told me to go to go to the toilet and listen to it. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, so keep talking. Keep talking us through your birthday. Um, so on Sunday, had a couple of mates over, um, just pretty casual, um, yep. little birthday, went Very to the pool, nice. um, bit of backyard cricket kind of thing. So <laughs> lovely. Just continued the form. Speaking of back, <laughs> speaking of backyard cricket, this, this is probably a good time to bring up a, bring up a story. So back in the day, I, I was probably, I think I was an under 13. So we're at, uh, former, still part of the dragon community, but former player, uh, Kevin Mansfield's house. And we go out the side of uh, who's obviously Holty's um, Holty's dad and my dad played together with uh, with um, with Kleine back in the day. We go to the side of the house um, on the little lawn strip, and it's pitch black. It's about <laughs> nine o'clock at night in the probably winter. And Holty, like obviously being a badger that he is, I think it's the first time I met you. He goes, "Oh, yeah, go play cricket." I'm like, "Yeah, right, yeah, let's go play cricket." And I was under thirteen, play for Willard, and probably had my full gear on that on a, on a Sunday night. Gone, yeah. And this kid just bowled, goes off a long run, shots well as fast as he can at me in pitch black dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Competitor. It's about it's about a five meter pitch as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you played a bit of backyard cricket on Saturday in true Luke Holt style. <laughs> Couldn't be a Holt birthday without a bit of backyard yeah, cricket. So. No, that's good, mate. Yes. Just before you go, I've got one last question. Who do you reckon got three votes, boys? On the weekend. Oh, that's, oh. I was talking to the umpire getting um getting <laughs> yeah. his way a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very good. So, I was actually doing the same at school. You were doing the same. The side, Beautiful. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I can't believe Holty would have passed up a chance to chase yeah. the umpire. He hates chatting, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, we're actually joking about that in the game on um in during the game, our fielding innings on, on the Saturday, talking about who's who's gonna be the norm. Have to probably give the three votes to Holty just for the Ooh. all-round performance. The twenty-four not out at the end as well. That is very true. Mm. And okay. as a bowler, I I just I'd rather see people make mm. take fivers than mm. make hundreds. Yeah, I, I can't. I got a really. I'm coming from from an emotional point of view because obviously I was out there with with, with Lakey. <laughs> you would have seen the video on the um, living vicariously. <laughs> <laughs> you seen the video on the socials and um, when me and Lakey hugged, almost knocked him over. So I was, I was so yeah, happy was for him. Born, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, Lakey was passed out while he was batting. Yeah, <laughs> he was grey as anything. Yeah, as you said, you were tired. You were even tired during the week, weren't you? You were telling me how knackered you were. You just... Yeah, I went and see. I saw the doctor, like I said, on Thursday on my birthday. Uh, got a few blood tests done. So. Maybe a bit of glandular fever. Mm, Kissing too many girls, mate. <laughs> anyway, all right, yeah. So we'll wrap it up here before it gets any any uh, any further on in this line of questioning. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us, boys. And yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you very much, gents. Hey, Cameron. Have you heard about what is happening on the twelfth of November, mate? No, Liam, I haven't. Sorry, what is it? Well, uh, what's actually happening on the twelfth of November is the Dragons inaugural o- Oktoberfest event, which is actually in November. So we're calling it Novemberfest. So yeah, so mate, get your tickets sorted. Um, there will be you will be able to buy them at the club on the Thursday or through the club website by the time this podcast is released. Hopefully, um, do you know what's going on 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 the night, Cameron? No, Liam, tell me more. Cameron, you're going to have an absolute ball of a night, mate, because we have German music, we have German beer, um, you, we have German steins to drink that beer in, mate, so you get the absolute Oktoberfest experience. There'll be German food, there'll be snaggers, um, except we're going to call them um, Wurst, 
obviously, as the German word for sausage. Um, so there'll be them. Uh, there'll be beer, as I said. There'll be decorations. They'll be fun to have by all. So buy your tickets on the Thursday or on the club website and get ready for a, for a great night. Also, another um, little piece of information, sort out a costume. There'll be information put on the socials and the players and uh, official group in order what to do for that. But yeah, dress up, come down, have a beer, have some sausage um, and have some fun with your fellas. Hi, Liam. I wasn't really paying attention because I'm listening to the podcast in my car on the way to work. Where can I get my tickets again? Oh, Ellis. You can buy your tickets at the club on Thursday night or you can buy them through the club website. Thanks, Liam. I'll make sure to pick a ticket up this week. Cameron, you weren't at the threes as you were playing fourth grade again, but uh, would you like to talk us through the third grade performances from this week? Absolutely. Uh, as you said, yeah, was up at Breckler at the uh, second home of cricket, as everyone knows. Um, but out at Barrandar 2, we had a new captain in the threes this week. Uh, Stuart Hepburn took the reins after a Mark Hendel uh, calf injury, or a quad injury last week, sorry. Um, quad injury. Quad injury, yeah, it's unfortunate. Not quite the he old did man one, injury that a he calf did. One of did one of the parts of the leg. So I'm glad we got there in the end. Well done. Rectus, rectus femoris for those playing along at home. Um, but yeah, Stewie's never actually captained uh, a Willison senior side before. He said he uh, was captain in everything but name a couple of years ago when Rowie, Rowie Bellery was um, leading the fours, but he was excited to get his first gig. They made 240 and bowled uh, Mount Lawley out for 208. He stepped up to the plate as skipper and made a very solid 50 off 72. Um, Lincoln Joy opening the batting. I uh, would like to give a shout out to his mum, uh, Melissa, who I believe has the only recording left of the original podcast uploaded last week. So <laughs> if you could delete that, Melissa, that'd be real great. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> she's a huge fan of the show, I hear. We've heard rumours that she's one of our biggest huge fans. Fan. Up against the Holtz. Gives the Holt. Yeah. Yeah, give the Holtz a run for their money. Um, and Ethan Beattie in his first game up from the threes, having uh, barnstormed his way to a couple of 30s and 40s in the first two games, has come up and scored 62 of 49, opening the batting um, in the threes. So that's it's pretty impressive to step up to the threes coming up from the fours and just and make your highest score of the season off you know, what about 120 strike rates. Yeah, so. that's some that's some very good hitting. But to be fair, he's a, he's a mm. big man, so he's got very good levers and strong pipes. So I think a lot of mm. last year people were thinking, with arms that big, how are you not making more runs? So it's nice to see the uh, work in the gym is actually paying off this season. He's also getting a bit of a shout-out on the uh, Fremantle District Cricket Podcast. Uh, he's, he's won a couple of votes in their lower grades here all the week awards, and... There might be a bit of favouritism having uh, Chris Greenwood and Jordan Buller as his housemates. I think they might want to look into the the voting. Who are they there. at Fremantle? Uh, so what roles do they have? Great Chris question, is Who are they? The... And why are they? Thanks, mate. Why are they qualified why? to yeah. comment on? on <laughs> why are they uh, significant to the people who may not know they even exist? It's a great point. Uh, so Jordan Buller is uh, I don't know if he's the second grade captain or if just a second grade player at the moment. Uh, and Chris Greenwood is there. Uh, one of their coaches, I'm not exactly sure what he's taken over this year, obviously ex-South Perth head coach, um, so he's moved on back to Frio to take a, a lesser role from what I've heard, but um, he, yeah, he's enjoying it, I think. So they're, they're living with Ethan and obviously loving the fact that Ethan's coming home every Saturday rattling off how many runs he's made. Um, 
In the bowling, Stewie has also taken advantage of the fact that he was captain and given himself a few overs and taken three for 11 off five. And Darcy Roden was the other multiple tip wicket taker with three for 37 off six. With three for 11, you'd probably argue that he didn't give himself enough overs. Well, you'd, yeah, exactly. And you, you wouldn't have to tell him twice, I would have thought. If he um, if he hears that, he'll probably be giving himself 10 next week if Mark's not up to scratch again. <laughs> to be fair, though, as as captain, bowling five overs, were they the last five and did he take wickets uh, 9, 10 and 11? Or what's the go with that? That's a great question because that would be the smart play as skipper. Um, having done it myself a few times to come on and burgle the last few, mm. uh, yeah, it's just it's an easy way to bump up the stats a little bit. Um, yeah, the, well, I mean, to be fair, the other the other thing that he's got up his sleeve is he probably gave himself the three votes this week. You'd imagine as well. <laughs> he's got number seven, uh, seven, nine, and ten out, and number eleven was not out. So <laughs> I'll he's, tell you he's what, had a great game. I wasn't far off, was I? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to see. Fantastic, um, Stu. Well done. Leading from the front there, mate. Well, very Congratulations, very well Stu. Great game. And Darcy Roden, took, he said he had uh, three for... He had three for not many after five and got hit downtown for a couple in his last after I gave him a bit of a bake for going at six and over today. But... Um, so he was a bit unfortunate to get taken to in his last over to ruin the figures a tad there. Um, moving on to the fours... I don't think I've ever played three games in a row that have just played out the exact same way as they have in the past three weeks. We, uh, we They won the toss and had a bat. Uh, don't know if they just read the writing on the wall and also wanted to get to the grand final first, but uh, we had them all out for 98 in 43 overs. Um, they never really got going. Obviously, they didn't score too quickly, but we, never, we just took regular wickets and just kind of made our way through the... Uh, through the batting order, um, I took two for nine off six and a half. Uh, but my favourite part oh. about that was, wait for it, was I was fielding off Taz in the gully uh, and their openers nicked one to me and I've grasped it. It was a pretty simple chance, I'm not going to lie. And then about two overs later, oh, he's the same bloke has chipped one back to me and I've taken the court and bowled and... Uh, <laughs> That was exactly what you want to happen, really, against off the captain. That's fantastic from you. <laughs> Made my figures look better. Taz might need to be brought down a few pegs sometimes, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Taz none for this week, so maybe he was just too good for them. <laughs> he deserved none for as well. Exactly. Uh, Mitch Searston came on, took two for 24 off seven, um, bowled really well. Finished off the day with a bit of a hurt back, though, at some point. Um, I think he was trying to dive for a ball, so hopefully he's good to go this weekend because um, he looked like a quite a dangerous bowler. Good to see that his new haircut's um, doing him wonders as well. The pink hair is mm. very threatening. Um, mm. It's it's a good... Mitch is quite a, uh, a lovely fella, but likes going hard on the cricket field, so it's quite funny to watch um, this, this quite a big unit, you know, running in, looking angry where, <laughs> with pink hair on top of his head. It's, <laughs> it's a great little... Who's the bloke who played test cricket that dyed his hair blue? Uh, Funky Miller. Yeah, there's a bit. Of, there's a bit yeah. of that, that about yeah. him. I'm. I'm glad I don't have the blonde hair at the moment because it'd be a, it'd be a pretty grim looking side if both of us were running around out there. I think. Um, yeah. And Lloyd Allen took three for nineteen off nine. Bold is nine straight. Um, young kid, seventeen year old. Uh, yeah, just didn't didn't really miss too many spots and looked pretty threatening the whole time. So that was good. Um, and the other couple of nice. wickets were spread around the other bowlers. We chased it one down once again. Uh, Hilly made 47 not out with seven boundaries. I actually robbed him of his 50 by uh, we ran an all run four to finish the game uh, when he was sitting there on 47. So I felt a bit bad about that. Oh. You know but, what, though, Cameron? 
as as we mentioned as part of the twos wrap up, we're all about me, not we here at the Dragon's Lair podcast. So well done. That's right. Unlike the actual dragons who are we, not me, at the Dragon's Lair, we're specifically me, not we. Uh, Bissy made 31, uh, got bold trying to launch one to the far side of Breckler one off a leg spinner. And I came in and, and made a very, very tidy 17 not out. Actually got... Nice, mate. I got given out LBW at one point. So this leg spinner's come on and bowled a waist-high full toss. Um, and the umpire's called a free hit. No no ball, free hit. There was a bit of confusion because no one was quite sure what the rules were about whether it was waist-high, neck-high, whatever. Um, next ball, as, as those of you that know me, I, I love an instinctual sweep shot. Um, and so I've just I pulled out the sweep on the free hit, which was questionable at best, but missed it. Got hit on the pad, and I look up, and the umpire's got his finger in the air, <laughs> and everyone was just standing there, like just for the split a second, going, "Hang on, I'm pretty sure that was a free hit. What's going on here?" Taz nearly sprayed me for standing there, like because you know you're not allowed to question the umpire, and I was like, "Hang on, no, 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 that was a free hit. I, I can't be walking off here." And the umpire realised his mistake and let me let me thankfully stay at the crease and uh, you know work my way to a 17 not out. That's wow. our lower grade umpires in a nutshell. That's what I said. Trying to give you out on a free hit. <laughs> it's such a good story to have. It's very fourth grade to have the umpire give that one sort of out. But it was probably probably a leggy bowling around the wicket as well. Probably pitch a meter outside leg. I was pretty confident it pitched outside leg. That was my initial hesitation. <laughs> I was like, that's not out. I don't think that rule exists in third and fourth grade, unfortunately. <laughs> Especially not an hour before the grand final was about to start and everyone is keen no. to get there. But. No. I managed to get to my grand final party just before the start of the game, which was ideal. So you really can't well complain nice, about that. Um, so the 17s, uh, big shout out to Holty, Luke Holt and Icky Bala for making the trip from Rockingham Mandra to play 17s in the morning to playing twos and fours in the afternoon up at Breckler Park. That's a uh, hell of an effort. Yeah, I was going to say, and especially into June up this week, I'd yeah, imagine the geez, same thing will be happening. Uh, mm. I actually think they might be, oh, well, yeah, no, because they're at the different ground, aren't they, of course? Yeah, I was say, so, unless the fixtures are flipped, which I don't think they have. No, they won't be. So let's hope for their sake that maybe they play a threes game or something, but otherwise they'll be making another long trek. And Can't, can't imagine Holty after Fife is going to be playing threes, mate, but we can hope. <laughs> Uh, seen strange things. <laughs> we love a selection uh, dilemma at the drags. You never know. <laughs> oh, the old promotion um, down the grades. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we kept them to 187 in the first week. Uh, Ian D'Souza took two for 37 off 10. Brady Palethorpe and Luke Holt himself took one wicket apiece, and they had four runouts out of their seven wickets. So oh, I don't right, know I what was that. going That's on crazy. down there. Oh, I think it was a bit of... Because they actually counted Icky Bala, who obviously caught them as the runouts. I think there might not have been four. Oh, I think there might have been three. Well, actually, yeah. If I'm looking at the maths here, if one bloke had two for and two had one, there can't be four runouts there, can there? Yeah. No, you got to fact three. check, don't you, mate? Just like I I have to listen to the podcast, you got to check your facts, mate. That's right. That's that's on me. I, I'll issue a formal apology next episode. Yeah, good. Um, and in reply, we made three for 250. So Icky Bala... Uh, Opening up with Holty, so the two fellas had to get to Breckler. He decided to put on a 97-run opening stand just to make that difficult for everyone. I know back in the day when we were heading from juniors to seniors, that was no chance of happening if we batted early, so it's good to see. 
Mm. Um, and Jack Chapman and Ethan Smith. So we only lost three wickets. Unfortunately, Centurion Sean Bores uh, got out for two in between these two partnerships. I was just going to say a little bit of Christian Morrissey about that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. It's a common theme at the drags this year. Mm. Except for Ethan Beatty, he's the only one to keep going. <laughs> um, Ethan Smith and Jack Chapman, for the third time, put on an unbeaten 149-run stand um, with Ethan Smith scoring 74 off 71, Jack Chapman 65. So looks to be some good batting talent coming through the 17s at the moment, which is mm. has often been an issue at the drags in the past. So it's, it's always nice to see a few big scores going through the juniors. Absolutely. A lot of talent. Yeah, as you say, a lot of talented juniors in the batting department. Would would love a couple more bowlers, but yeah, great. It's That's a nice rare problem at the drags. In the future. Mm. Um, and the 15s, uh, we, we unfortunately went down in a close one, so we kept them to 9 for 113 off their 50 with Kai D'Souza, Ian's younger brother, taking 3 for 16 off 10, and five other bowlers took one for us. So it was pretty spread around there. Um, and with they they were all out for 110 in reply. Zade Buckland was the top scorer with 28. He's one of your boys, isn't Masanod he, Liam? Boy. Love that. Yeah, he's one of my fellas down at down, uh, up at Mazanot, I should say. Um, yeah, he's a good he's a good kid, and I've I've only seen him about actually twice because he never comes to our skill sessions at Mazanod. So yeah, good to see he's uh, made a start there, just like his coach loves a start. So uh, he only fell three runs short. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. So bowled, bowled out for 110, three short of the target. So that must have been quite entertaining at the end at least yeah looks like a good game we'll move right along into our predictions for this week so obviously last week uh, we went 0-3 again. Um, again I think that's going to be fairly common throughout this year but you know we'll get better well it's sort of the point isn't it it is we want it to be, if we do get a prediction right, we want it to be a serious moment of celebration. Absolutely. Mate, we celebrate success at the Dragons. We do. And that includes our podcast. I'm going to give myself half a point for last week um, with the Christian muck around. So, um, as the host of this week's episode, you two can't say anything about that. So, we're going to run with that. So, score is uh, 0.5 to myself to 0 to 0. So, well, I like um, it as a tiebreaker, to be fair. I, I think yeah, if it ends absolutely. up at the end of the year that either it's 0 0 0 or 1 1 1 or whatever, I think that deserves to be a tiebreaker. Maybe even 2 2 2. I agree. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so anyway, um, our predictions from last week were myself, Kyle Walsh, to play ones as a bowling arounder, so that was clearly wrong. He played twos as a wicketkeeper. Um, Liam, you picked Stu Smith to get 50. Uh, that was wrong. How did that go for you, mate? Yep. Uh, I'm just checking now. Oh, so you he made so a duck. So a duck. Don't, care, don't care about the lower grades, mate. <laughs> so the old 92 to a duck. I like, like you got on the form oh, batsman. You went, he's going to keep going. And These he got blokes a duck. are just stitching us up, really. Just forget about trying to play cricket for the Dragons. Just That's the way, mate. You make us get a prediction you, right. You blame the young blokes and take no responsibility. All right, so moving on. And then, Bex, you had DC uh, to make 30 plus. How did that go? Unfortunately, DC couldn't get there. But I'll, you know what? I'll give him credit. I think he came in at the end of the uh, innings and had to try and score quickly. And uh, unfortunately, he got bowled for one off six. So he wasn't super was, successful in that. But this, It was somewhat the end of the inning. I think he came in around the just before the 40th. So Did you say he got bowled for one, Bex? Yeah. This could well and truly have been our worst round for predictions. <laughs> that's a, that's a, neg- a net hundred what well, net eighty run loss on the two runs predictions. Yeah, and a and full grade worth of selection. <laughs> yeah, 
So I am absolutely going to claim that 0.5 for Christian because we were woeful this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've, I've, I think this week my prediction is going to be a lot more safe. Okay, well, Liam, so do you, I, do you my, want to talk my, us through that then? I'll, yeah, so my prediction this week, obviously the ones are going up to Joondle up. My prediction is for Prad to be late to the game. Paying a $1.01, surely. I was going to say, I'm almost not even going to pay that if you get it right because that's a given. <laughs> it's not bold enough as a prediction. Um, yeah, we know we we everyone knows Prad. Um, he's pretty casual with the way he goes about things, but um, it's gonna be a little bit tough because obviously the ones and twos are a little bit different with their warm up setup this year, where it's sort of hard to be late because you got an extra forty five minutes before um, before the actual warm up that is sort of optional. So I'm banking on him just going for the L warm up and not making it. So. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, you know, the thing about Pratt as well is if, if you give him too many options, he will get confused and just rock up when he feels like it. So that's <laughs> genuinely a chance of happening mm. this week. Potentially at a different ground? Um, or is that mm. not so much? That was a bit of a Ravi thing, I remember. <laughs> no, nah, I think he's, he's usually okay with that. Actually, last year he actually came from Joondle up to a Williton game. So a little bit of a reverse action here. So, yeah. I like it. And I'm going to claim another half a point if he forgets a pizza, if he wears the wrong clothing. So, oh, Well, hang on. You're just adding Sorry, things no. to the thing, yeah. We're not giving yeah, half no, points If Ellis gets half a Mate, point. Mine was a genuine... Mine was a genuine prediction. Yours is unofficial. I think we can quote it. We can I, even You know what, mate? I think that it we have a, inserted the snippet at the top of the episode that proves me saying We have that. indeed. So, yeah, but it wasn't official. No, but you've, all you've it's done on, there mate, is just gone, I'm going to add this secondary prediction uh, for half a point. <laughs> I'm going to add half a point per minute. He's late, and you guys can't do anything about it. Liam, not only was it official in the last episode, it's actually <laughs> run on two podcasts in a row. Mm, Me saying that. True. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but I think, just think nah. you're really stretching the truth of what no, mate. of that. But, you know, if you want to be dishonest to the listeners, mate, that's your decision. Me, myself, I have a higher standard of sort of being and personality, so I won't do that. That's fine. Listeners, if you have any feedback to, about that, please send it in. I, yeah, I'd like to hear from uh, from our valued and important listeners uh, whether they think Liam is allowed to add a secondary prediction there for half a point. Wait, anyway, I'm going to move on through my prediction this week. Um, so after we had a conversation off air that uh, we hadn't given enough love to the first grade in terms of our predictions, and this week we've actually given them two of three. So I hope they appreciate mm. that. I'm sure they will. Um, so I've gone for, I'm going to go five wickets between Guru and Bondi this week. Um, playing at Barandar against Joondalup, obviously. So I think that wicket will lend itself well to some spin bowling. So I think they'll get five between them. Spin to win. I like it. Thank you. Two-day cricket as well. So they'll probably bowl a lot more overs than they would have in one-day cricket. Yeah, absolutely. And with um, with Blaz obviously serving like his, most his second game for his two-game suspension, I think they'll even have a bigger role to play this week. That's true. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, uh, you go back. My so. prediction for this week, uh, it's it, uh, look, it, it's a hundred to be scored in the threes and fours. Um, I don't think it's that outrageous. Um, but Sorry, just before you keep going, is that a hundred total across both grades, or what are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's an individual scoring one one century in either the threes or fours. There's a few years back where that wouldn't have been that outrageous for a combined threes and fours score. So, again, ni- nice change of the drags with batting talent actually coming through. But whether it'll be one of the older fellas, maybe potentially a Chris Elliott ton or, uh, I don't know, even a Dom Chalker ton in the fours um, or one of the youngsters in the threes, I reckon someone's going to make one this, this week. 
All right, so just to, I might recap because we talked a lot of crap then. So Prad to be late mm. to Joondle up, five wickets between Guru and Bondi and a, and a century to be scored in either the third or fourth grade this week. Yeah, that is right. So it's that time of week again. Um, Bex's Best is going to roll around for, I think, the third or fourth installment. So, Cameron, what do you have for us from this weekend? Well, as we know, we like to pick it from a bit of a random or a bit of a variety of sources. It's not necessarily the best on-field performance. Um, this week it has come from on-field, but it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit left field. So we've had um, in the fours, we had Icky, our keeper, coming up from Rockingham. And we obviously had a bowl first, so I've gone running over to the twos ground to to try and source a keeper. I was I was look I was looking for John Sanders, who has kept a lot in grade cricket, um, but he said he was batting seven. And as as we've alluded to previously, you can never really be comfortable batting seven in a drags lineup. You need to be ready to go whenever. Um, so I spied Josh Kiki Cuser hanging around uh, the change rooms, and I said, "Mate, what are the chances you want to come over?" and chuck the gloves on for the fours. I've never seen a man move so quick in his life. He sprinted off to the change rooms, trying to find a pair of gloves, trying to find a pair of inners. And he's walked out wearing short sleeves, no pads, and uh, and kept flawlessly. Didn't put a foot wrong over there in the fours. So it's, uh, yeah, he looked good from a from a coach's point of view and someone who has kept a, quite a bit in my life. He, he looked like he moved his feet really well. He's look. He's a smooth mover. I think the the basics and the technical skills may have left a little bit to be desired, but at the end of the day, the important thing is you catch the ball. Um, I would say also his aesthetics. That is one of the worst looks I've ever heard. Short yeah. sleeves, no pads, and someone else's gloves. What kind of hat was he rocking? Uh, he was wearing the cap. It's a shame it wasn't a broad brim because oh. it would have just completed the look. But. Uh, yeah, that he was he was loving his work too. He was getting up and about out there. I think you know he secretly loves being around the fours, and I think being... unlike Josh to love his own work. Oh, very true. We, I think we we're all sort of hoping that he would get a catch while we we're out there because it just would have topped it off. But mm. you know, just for being out there for getting around the fellas in the fours, uh, Kiki Kikuza keeping for the fours is absolutely Bex's best for this week. Excellent. Thanks, Cameron. Well done. This week, we have round number five against Joondalup. So, um, it's a return to red ball cricket um, as far as that situation is concerned in the first grade. Um, all the other grades have obviously been playing with red balls um, so far. but So, that'll be a bit different for the ones. Um, but in terms of last year in the reverse fixtures, um, the ones bowled Joondalup out for 150 last year with Hannah taking three wickets and Aaron Hardy, Darcy Short taking two each. Um, and then we chased that uh, two down after 33 overs. Isaac and Crogsy, who is a former member of the Jags, now lives in Melbourne, I believe. Um, they put on... Sydney, I think. Oh, Sydney. There you go. Sorry, Crogsy. I know you're listening. Um, so, yeah, they put on 140 and made 60-odd each. So, yeah, we won that pretty easily. And I was at the twos. So, we bowled out Junalup for 183 out on Iluka 1. Always a great trek up there. Chris Agana bowled really, really well, really, really well. I remember that day with four for forty-one. 
Um, and as we've talked about, this is a platform for us to pump ourselves up. So I got a little cheeky leg side stumping off Chris. So that was handy for me. Off Goon. Jeez, he would have been too happy about that. Yeah, off Goon. Bex, you should know this, mate. doesn't matter how you get him. That is true. And I was so pumped. Carl uh, Walsh was at square leg. I was so pumped that I threw the ball away, literally over the boundary. So poor Carl, go <laughs> pick it up <laughs> over the boundary. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we came into bat and we chased it down six down. Sean Brennan was the star of the show with 56 not out. I came in at number seven or eight, I believe, and we needed a 50-run partnership as well to chase it down. We needed to go at seven and over, I believe. And Sean was doing his thing. He batted really well, and I, I was in some um, decent nick that day as well. We chased it down and got to the second-last ball of the game where we needed two to win, I believe. Um, they brought every single fielder up apart from mid-on, which they left back, which I thought was a bit of a strange decision to leave one back from uh, defending one to defend a tie. That word is now banned on the podcast, by the way. We're not saying tie ever again. They brought everyone up except mid-on, and me in that situation just thinking, all right, we need two to win. Just wherever he bowls, I'm just going to wash the ball as hard as I can and just try and hit it, hopefully get it through the field. And he bowls me a genuine half volley on about middle and leg stump, and where do I hit it? Straight down the only man outside <laughs> the ring, throat. <laughs> Straight down his throat. The poor fella drops it, and it goes for four, and we win. <laughs> And Bex, there was no threes or fours to preview this week because they did not play last year because it was on the Sunday. That's right. Um, Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say was have a really fun trip up to Joondalup, ones and threes, having had to trek it down to Rockingham two weeks ago as well. So that's a real rough uh, trot of three weeks there. So just before we wrap up today's episode, as always, um, we'd like to thank our sponsors. So the club couldn't function without their fantastic support. So today we're shouting out Humes, Ben Morton, the member for Tangney, and CY O'Connor Village Pub. And if you go to any of these places, any of our sponsors to buy a product or um, to get around them, make sure you tell them that you're a dragon, taking your social membership card or whatever you had, just let them know you're a dragon. I'm sure they'll sort you out with a great deal. Good luck to all grades this week. Hopefully we can get four wins against Joondalup. Uh, make sure to follow us on the socials. Just uh, search Willet and Dragons in the search bar and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Thanks, guys. See you later. Catch you next week. See ya.